This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Another episode of HFC Chat is upon us and it's brilliant to be able to record in person once again. Davo, how are we keeping? I'm very well, thank you very much, mate. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Um, but yeah, let's start looking back on New Year's Day game against Harrogate. I mean, I watched it on the stream personally. I, I found it extremely frustrating. If we hadn't scored at half-time, I think we would have gone in being booed. Half time, I don't think the reception would have been there, wouldn't have been claps. Um, you know, heading into that half time break, I thought we were really poor. I don't think we added a lot. Um, obviously, Umrah gets the goal, which is great to see, being on a bit of a drought in the league. So, fantastic for him to be able to get back on the score sheet. Then, of course, we come out for the second half, and it's typical pulls, isn't it? We're just a team that tends to play one half, and that's one half full half if we're lucky. Um, but our French midfielder, absolute class act, as we mentioned in the last podcast, buzzing for him to get on the score sheet, makes it 2-1 to pulls, but we let them come back almost straight away. Then Mark Shelton scores later on, absolutely fantastic finish, curling it. Um, I think Rob Law actually said it was quite Molyneux-esque, um, and you, know, you can't argue with that one, so... Once again, we found ourselves ahead. We thought this could be a really crucial three points, but absolute wonder strike from Thompson, who's always seemed a handy player whenever we've played them. He's always seemed a player that has plenty about him. Once again, a goal conceded by Pools, and we end up just taking a point. I mean, an extremely frustrating afternoon for myself. That should have never have ended 3-3. Davo... What did you take away from that game? I know we had conversations afterwards, but just tell the listeners what what you were thinking. It was just ultimately like you've said. It was a it was a drop in standards. You know we've seen glimpses of of improvement over the Christmas period going into the new year. Um, we all knew as Pearls fans how big New Year's Day was. It was an opportunity to start two thousand twenty three beating a team around us. A chance to kick on it and to go into the next league game with with some momentum, um, but ultimately it was just a poor game. I know it was a a six goal thriller, probably a 
a good choice of a game for from from the neutral point of view, mm-hmm. but from our point of view, it was just it was frustrating, really frustrating. We're talking about the same kind of defensive errors that we spoke around all season. Obviously, the man in question, Mark Shelton, who for me he had a great game um, at right back. Obviously, he's been asked to do a lot um, in the last few games, being a part of that makeshift back four against Mansfield and again going into New Year's Day. So full credit to Mark Shelton over the last couple of games and certainly on New Year's Day I thought he played quite well in that makeshift position. But ultimately he was at fault for the first goal. Again, basic stuff. You're not talking about complex stuff. It's basic acumens of the game that we're getting wrong seemingly week in, week out. Um, seemingly it looked as if we were going to go in at half-time, one down. We managed... To get that goal back, Joshua Romero probably needed that more than most and it changed the half-time team talk. And we start the second half. Well, Mosilla grabbing the goal that we so desperately needed. We needed to start the second half quick on the front foot and we get ourselves that goal. But then three minutes later, we find ourselves asking the same questions as we go. We concede another goal to all. And then... Mark Shelton, that man, um, scored a really, really good goal to, to put us ahead. And just when you thought that maybe, just maybe we could do enough to get through to the end of the game, get a huge three points. In fairness, we lose them extra points in, in, in pretty good fashion. It was a great finish from George Thompson. Like you say, he's a player who often makes himself known in our fixtures together. So... I think ultimately it was a frustrating game. It's a game that I would love to have saw Pills win, given the magnitude of it. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a frustrating one from my point of view, Jack. I know it's a big question, but why do you think Pills can only ever seem to play one half? We saw it at Rochdale. We've seen it numerous other times, but Rochdale springs to mind because of how recent it was. We were absolutely on fire for the first half, then the second half was like, have we switched teams? Like, are we now Rochdale? Are we doing the role of what Rochdale were doing in that first half? I mean, what what is it with pulls that means that we can only seem to play that perhaps 40 minutes of a game if, oh, if we're that fortunate? I don't think I've got a legitimate reason. Without making excuses, I've not got a legitimate reason to answer that question. I Personally, for me, I don't think there's any excuse. Unless you someone's going to come out, the manager or or whatever, is going to come out and say it's a fitness issue or, or something like that, then I don't see what the reason is to drop off and to allow teams to come onto you. For me personally, there's, there's no excuse, especially in games in recent times where we've had every reason to kick on. Mm. Rochdale, when you played so well in that first half, there was an opportunity there to kick on and to give them another good hammering in the second mm. half of 45 mm. minutes. So for me personally, I don't know about you, Jack, but for me, there's no excuse. No. There's nothing to add to that. There is no excuse. It doesn't make sense at all. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on. We are going to talk about the Stoke game in terms of we've got a little um, kind of lowdown on Stoke from one of the Stoke podcasts that have kindly given us a few minutes of the time. We're going to do things a little bit differently. We're not really going to give a match preview. Obviously, we've brought out quite a lot of content recently and in that we've talked a lot about recent fixtures, recent results, so we know that kind of pattern that we're in. We know the type of um, 
state the squad is in, but there was an addition this week, Davo. Matty Dolan, as discussed on a previous podcast, has returned to Hartlepool United. Hartlepool-born lad. Great to see him back um, from my point of view, but perhaps you can just, first of all, start off by reading the article that was released on the official club website. Yep, so Hartlepool United are delighted to announce the signing of Matty Dolan. The 29-year-old midfielder joins the club on a loan deal from Newport County, which will automatically convert to a permanent at the start of next season. Born in Hartlepool, Dolan began his career with North East neighbours Middlesbrough, captaining their under-21 side and enjoying loan spells at Yeovil Town and Bradford City, either side of a short-term loan at Victoria Park in 2013. After leaving Middlesbrough, he joined Bradford on a permanent basis and spent another period on loan with Pills while under contract with the Bantams. A two-year deal at Yeovil followed before he joined his most recent employer's Newport in June of 2017. He now joins Keith Curl's side to permanently link up with his hometown team and he'll be under the third manager that Dolan has played under. Colin Cooper was at the helm for his first spell while Paul Murray was in charge for his second in 2014. The manager added, we're trying to establish a DNA to the club. Matty brings the quality we have been looking for and it always helps when it's someone who knows the club with him being a local lad. We know about his versatility and this is a key signing for us. Matty Dolan said, I'm delighted to rejoin Hartlepool. This is my town. I know what it means to the people who come week in, week out. I'm here to help this team climb up the division. From my first training session, I can see there is more than enough to get us out of this situation. Dolan will wear the number 16 shirt. He will not be available for tomorrow's FA Cup die due to being cup tied. This move is subject to EFL and international clearance. I think... And you would expect to see Matty Dolan probably slotting at centre-half. It's good to see him on the score sheet just before he signs for us. That's always positive. But, Davo, for you, do you think he's going to be playing at the back or is he going to be more in a midfield role? I think we've got enough of similar types of players to we need him at the back, which is where we're struggling. And I think that's pretty evident to everyone. But would you see him more as a centre-half who's going to kind of be a, a commander at the back who's going to lead the defence as a as a solid unit instead of it being so disjointed. Is that something that you see happening? I think for the time being, yes. I think with obviously Mary being away with illness, Lacey's obviously having to have surgery and bring himself back in at some later date. I think, yeah, 100%. Obviously at the moment we're seeing Ferguson again play as a makeshift centre-back. Um, we've seen Shelton in recent time recent time, sorry, slot in as a centre-back. So when you have someone like Matty Dolan who can play there, I think for now it makes sense. If and when Lacey and Mary come back, yeah, I, I, who, why not? You know, if, if if Dolan can play a part in the midfield, then that's something that I'd be on board with 100%. But for now, while we do have these injury concerns, yes is the answer to your question. I think it's an interesting conversation. We obviously had this discussion in the group chat the other night. We were talking about obviously got um, Tom Crawford coming back from injury. We've got midfielders such as, you know, Nicky Featherston. We've got Mark Shelton, who's played at the back, who's obviously a midfielder. That's just a few examples. For me, Matty Dolan has to come in at centre-half, play alongside Menaise or Lacey, and then you've got 
that enables Fergie and um, Sterry to play in their natural roles. We haven't seen the best of Fergie this season, and that's been down to not being played in the right position. Inevitably, because we haven't got the cover, because a certain man, who I'm pleased to say has gone back to Cove Rangers and got absolutely hammered today, 6-0, um, didn't sign enough cover at the back and thought he knew best, which of course he didn't because um, he's absolutely clueless. But anyway, I'm happy with the signing of Matty Dolan. I think it'll, it'll be a great addition to the squad. Knows what it's all about. It'd be, you know, it's pivotal that we bring in more people. Um, you know, that goes without saying, but it's also a case of not just bringing any, anyone, because if we do, we'll still be in the same position that we are now. Um, but yeah, look, it, it's a good... Good signing, solid signing, someone I'm happy to see back at the club. And uh, I guess time will only tell with further arrivals. But that brings us now to talk about the Stoke game. We're going to hand ourselves over to the podcast that kindly gave us their time um, to give us a bit of a lowdown on the club. And then we'll come in with our predictions. And then that will be that for yet another episode of HFC Chat. Well, the Every Step Along The Way podcast have kindly given us everything we need to know about Stoke City ahead of tomorrow's tie. Here's what they had to say earlier. So, what to say about Stoke at the minute? Well, you're not fit to wear the shirt, was echoing around the Bet365, um, of where we played Preston at the start of the week. So that sort of tells you where sort of the link-up between the players and the fans is right now. Um, I think what's happening is the players... <sighs> The fans maybe, you know, we've had six or seven years of decline from being top off in the Premier League to where we are now. And maybe the fans maybe need to realign what these players are capable of. Um, I don't see a lack of effort, although some people say that there is. Um, I think there's a lack of leadership maybe, because we just we haven't got any money. After Gary Rowett very kindly splurged 60 million quid in, the, uh, in, in one single transfer window after we got relegated. Uh, only to be then be sacked six months later. That worked out well. <laughs> um, so ever since then, like I say, we've had sort of restrictions on financial fair play to make sure we stick in the rules. And that really is is hurting, hurting us and hurting some of the managers. Uh, Michael O'Neill paid the price for it. Um, but probably you know, not the... Not a decision I would have made. I think, you know, like I say, yeah, the hand's tied financially and that makes a massive difference in the Championship. Uh, players to look out for, I'd say Nick Powell. Um, he's back. He's back in action, isn't Nick? Um, he obviously, you know, hasn't played much this season due to injury, shock, horror. Um, but yeah, if he, he'll hopefully get a run out now, he's back fit and he's come off the bench the last few weeks. So, like I say, I'd, I'd give him a start tomorrow if I was Alex Neal. Um, there is some talented youngsters. We've got a lot of local lads coming through, 16, 17 years old. Maybe a couple of them might get one, um, get a run out as well. The biggest name out of the lot is probably Amre Tazgal, one to you know, someone to watch out for. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, Amre Tazgal, one to watch out for. He uh, he's England. He plays for England under 18s, England, England under 19s. He's been in our under 23s, now under 21s, since he was 16. Uh, club captain the under 18s at 15 years old. So. You know, he scores more than a goal a game at youth level. He's made his debut as our youngest ever player this time last year in the FA Cup. 
So, yeah, he's got a bright future ahead of him. Uh, he hasn't had much of a look in this year. Another one who's you know had an injury that kept him out for a few months. Uh, but again, he's, he's fit and been banging the goals in again. Made the first team bench a couple of times. So hopefully he'll get a few minutes. Um, as for the FA Cup, I mean, I, I personally, I'd like to see us get a run in it. I think it takes away the, uh, the, the current monotonous sort of draws and defeats that we're having in the Championship. <laughs> if we can win a few games in the Cup, it'll make a massive difference to the, the team, I think. Um, so I would like to... You know, make it a bit of a priority to get a run. Uh, whether Alex Neal thinks the same, we'll so we'll wait and see. This is his first cup game in charge, so we don't really know how he addresses and you know uh, takes to these competitions yet. Um, I think it'll be a tight game. If you go ahead, then you've got every chance of winning because we've uh, we beat uh, Bristol City a couple of weeks ago, and it was the first time we'd we've gone behind in a game and won in eighteen months. So. If you do get your noses in front, you've got every chance of winning. I do think you'll probably take the lead, anyway. I do, and I think the lads will show a bit of character, a bit of fight, and come back to win. But like I say, it wouldn't shock me if that one nil turned into two, and and you uh, you know, got your, got yourselves on the uh, back pages for a shock win. Whoever does go through, though, best of luck in the next round, and uh, let's get a plum fourth round draw. So we've been given a low down there on Stoke. Davo, what are you feeling heading into tomorrow? In all seriousness, um, I'm not fearing Stoke in all due respect. I think it's an occasion that the boys should be up for. It's a no-pressure environment, which hopefully the boys thrive on. I'm feeling positive. I'm going to one pose. Yourself? Yeah, I think you've made some good points there. Um, it's a game in which we can go and at least try and um, you know, play with some freedom with the shackles off, so to speak. I said when I went on that podcast, um, you know, I reciprocated the favour and I was talking about pools in the game, and you know, I, I'm heading into tomorrow. In I have a mixed view. I think it, it's either it's going to go one of two ways, which is obvious, but pools are either going to sneak it one nil or maybe even 2-0, who knows, or Stoke are going to come and they're going to see how poor we really are. Um, you know, credit where credit's due, we have improved recently, but I just think that it's... I'm going to be positive, right? I'm going to stop rambling, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to go with Pulls sneaking it 1-0. We're at the Vic, we're at home, you know, we've got that advantage so to speak and, and fingers crossed we can utilise it and, and be heading into the fourth round the next time that we record a podcast together well that brings to an end another episode of HUFC chat we do hope that you've enjoyed listening you're probably quite glad that it's a shorter episode because of recent times we've had one which has been just short of an hour and one which was an hour and 25 so you probably got sick of the of our voices and us rabbling on but we hope that you've enjoyed this perhaps shorter episode on the eve of a big FA Cup tie, FA Cup third round against Stoke City, Suit Direct Stadium, 2pm kickoff. nearly said 3pm. Fingers crossed it's a positive day, fingers crossed it can bring a bit of positivity around the club because, let's be brutally honest, it's a negative place at the minute and, you know, it's it's not a place which is filled full of hope and happiness like it has been in recent times, so... 
we do hope, as we've said, that you've enjoyed this episode of HFC Chat. As ever, keep the faith, back the boys, and we will, of course, see you in the next episode. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. I fans.